Welcome to the Vineyard, everybody. Glad you're with us. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to have you here as well. On a uh, oh, the sun shining out there. Looks looks like a lovely Sunday. Nice temperate weather down here in the mid 70s. Sorry if you're not here, uh, but uh, but it's very good, and we're glad that you're with us this morning here at the Vineyard. I did want to uh, just say that. We have a new group starting tonight. Grief Share is back up and running with Dr. Lilly. It's at 6. I think it's at 6 or any announcement. I'm pretty sure it's at 6. And they'll meet in the room in the back there. Um, if you're dealing with any sort of loss at all, and a lot of people going through that, it's a great group for you. And they'll meet on Sunday nights for a while at 6 o'clock, and Dr. Lilly is leading that. So I wanted to make sure that you did hear that. We're in a series, Imager and Training. Um, if you, if you haven't been following along, you should probably go back and watch the first one because I do make some tie-ins to a couple of important things there about creation and about cosmic temple and where heaven and earth meet and how God put us in as the image. We're the image of God. And, and we were always meant to um, reflect his image into the world around us. That's the idea behind imager. But it got messed up at the fall and the image was distorted, but Jesus has made it right and we're back in there. But I also make some connections to uh, Exodus and... Uh, Ten Commandments and all those things uh, are, are important in sort of seeing how it all fits together. But we've moved into the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes, uh, just so you understand them, this is what, uh, as believers, these are the attitudes that Holy Spirit already has put in us. These are the ways that we are to be responding. We talked about, you know, now in, in Christ, we're just living out what we're called to be. That's the idea of new creation. And so rather than seeing the Beatitudes as something we're striving to, I like to think of it as that's what we should be already. And if we're not uh, sort of living up to some of these attitudes, then we're just not yielded to the Holy Spirit the way we need to be in these areas. So we, we press in uh, and uh, continue to yield to him so that he can um, you know, fully develop these attitudes in us and we can walk them out in our lives so that we can indeed reflect God's image to one another and to the world. And that's what we've been talking about in this series. In the first four um, Beatitudes, really what we're doing is Jesus challenges us from things to turn away from. Self-seeking, self-satisfaction, self-serving, and self-righteousness. Uh, so they are sort of don't do these things. And now there's a little shift that started last week in things that should be happening, these attitudes. We talked about the attitude of mercy Last week, and I said mercy is a compassionate response to human need, and we, we looked at the story of the Good Samaritan. Today, uh, we're going to talk about being pure in heart and what that means. And uh, so I, I think it, I, I like this topic. I think it's a good one, so I'm looking forward to getting there. But we have to go through the bad jokes first. You can't just get there. We have to go through this other path. And these were quite bad, and I'm happy about it. The adjective for metal is metallic, but not so for iron, which is ironic. Just running that by my daughter, the, the writer over there, to see. Are you someone who has to be around people all the time? Oh, you're not alone. Really, you laughed at that one and not the first one. I wanted to know what the lowest rank in the army is, but no one would tell me. Apparently, it's private. <laughs> Alice, rescue me, please. The crowd is about to turn. I can feel it. <laughs> never. It would never turn on you. 
Good morning. Welcome again to the Vineyard. It's good to see you all. Glad to be here today. Glad to worship together. And before we read the word together, let's press into Papa, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your sweet presence here this morning. I thank you, Lord, that when you come, breakthrough happens. Peace happens, Father. Comfort, healing, and your presence is the fullness of life. We just thank you, Lord, that you are here today with us. Father, I thank you that everything good about me or about us is because of you. And may you be glorified today. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the book of Psalms, 24, verses 3 through 6. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Blessed be the word of God and may we be that generation. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you left him hanging. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is what we want to talk about today. Um, and uh, so let's jump right in. What does it mean to be pure in heart? What, what's going on? What's Jesus telling us in this beatitude? So the heart, whenever you read about the heart in the scripture, it's not talking about the organ that's in there pumping blood through your system. It's, it's talking about sort of the center of who you are. That's, that's what the heart is referring to in scripture. And what's really going on in the center of who you are is only known by you and God. That's it. In the, and what you are in the secret place of your heart is as important to God as what you show the world, because from the heart come all the issues of life, and so this is the idea behind uh, a pure heart. I, I love this passage in the scripture. If you want, go read it all in context. It's a great story. But First Samuel sixteen seven, the Lord said to Samuel, "Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him." Listen to this: the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This is what, what God is doing. He's, he's checking us out in here because that's what really matters and that's where life really is. So, sort of the, the definition of um, pure, it's about uh, a cleansing from contamination. But, but with what's happening here with the idea of the heart, what's really going on, uh, it's, it's the idea of a, a pure motive of single-mindedness, an undivided devotion, spiritual integrity, an undivided heart. And that, that's what this idea about a pure heart is one that's single in, in the way that it thinks. And it's thinking about God and the things of God and the ways of God. Um, David sort of helped us with that psalm that Alice read. Who may ascend the hill, uh, the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands. Now, fortunately, um, over the last year, your hands are probably cleaner than they've ever been. 
a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. David defines a pure heart there as a heart that has nothing to do with falsehood. It's free from deceit. And deceit, this is so, let me, I'll finish this statement, then hopefully it will make sense. Deceit is what you do when you will two things, not one thing. And, and here's how it works. You will to do one thing, and you will that people think you're doing another. And that's impurity of heart. That's, that's the idea of being sort of double-minded. James actually develops it for us even further in James 4.8. In, in much the same way that the psalm did, come near to God, just like Holy Mountain, and he will come near to you, wash your hands, there it is, you sinners, and purify your hearts, who? You double-minded. So an impure heart has to do with being double-minded. It means not having that undivided heart towards the Lord. It's, it's, uh, it's this idea of, of sort of trying to say one thing and then do another. And so being double-minded is deceptive, it's deceitful, and it's nowhere, nowhere in that do we find life. So the idea of single-mindedness is really about living lives of integrity. And to me, that's what this purity of heart is. It's a life of integrity, and that's what he's calling us to. And that should be the attitude that we are displaying because Holy Spirit is already doing that in us. He wants us to live lives of integrity. And by integrity, I mean what we're doing is we're, we're, what, how we say we're supposed to live and how we're living start to match up. Now, I call this whole series Imager and Training because none of us is perfect by a long shot. But that should be our heart's desire. My, you know, I, I want to get up in the morning and my heart's desire is, God, I just want to follow you all in. I want to I walk with you and I want to yield to you, Holy Spirit, and I want to be used by you and I want to live for you. Now, throughout the day, I might get off course a little bit, but it's not my desire to do other, it's my desire to walk in his way and to do his will in my life. And so this is the idea of a heart that, that you know, is, is uh, in, single in purpose in living uh, for him. So how can we do that? And I want to give you some ideas that sort of I think are very helpful when it comes to living in integrity or single-minded. Uh, just live like somebody's watching. It's a very, see, deception, and what the enemy would like to do is he'll start trying to convince you that it's okay to do something if nobody else knows, even though it's not the right thing to do. Well, nobody will know, so it's not a big deal. Or, or if nobody sees it, it's not a big deal. And see, that's deceptive thinking, and it steals life from you. And that's one of the enemy's tricks. And so we need to live in such a way that, that it, it's okay. If, if people were watching and tracking our every step, it should be okay, because we're trying to live doing the next right thing. Uh, and, and see, it's easy to do that, because somebody is always watching. Proverbs 15:3. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the good and the wicked. God always knows. He knows the secret place. He knows what's going on in your life, and we need to be aware of that, not thinking like we're getting away with something if nobody else knows or nobody will know. And, boy, when you start going down that path, that's where bad things go down those paths. You don't want to do it. You want to stay in the light. You want to walk in a way that it wouldn't matter. And, and you know, the reality is in this day and age, really, literally, there are cameras everywhere. You are almost always on camera nowadays. And, and people struggle with that, but it's true. They're everywhere. Like right now, I feel like cameras are on me. So, <laughs> and there's one there, and there's one there, and there's two there, and there's one there, and there's one there. 
And there's a couple of back there, I think. More. Anyway. Oh, there's one flying through space right now that's on me. That's the camera we're really proud of back there. So they're always moving it again. Yeah, okay. So um, cameras are everywhere. And they're tracking what we're doing. And, and maybe in your house you think, well, there's no cameras in my house watching me. But you know what is in your house? Is these smartphone listening devicey deals. And don't think they're not listening all the time. I'm even convinced they can listen if you unplug them. I don't know how they do it. And if you don't think that's true, have a discussion about something random in front of one of them and see if it doesn't pop up in your ads within an hour when you go on the Internet. It's, it's freaky. It really is. And Alexa and Siri, they're all in on it together. We, all right, I got time to tell you a story. It takes a few minutes, but hopefully it's worth it. So... Alice and I were in Tampa this past week, and uh, we went up there because there's a big church up there, Bayside Church, so great church, big mega church, and they like us. And um, they, they helped us after Irma in significant ways. I don't even want to go into it all. And they, they called me a, a week and a half ago, one of the pastors there, and he said, hey, we've got mission teams that we want to send out all over the world, but we can't send them out, and because of the, the we're, you were afraid right now with all the restrictions, they could get stuck over there. Could we send a mission team or two down your way, and what do you think you could do with them? And I, I always try and tell them, yes, I'm, I'm sure we can figure something out to do with people that want to come and help. And uh, they said, cool, and well, we're having a conference last Tuesday and Wednesday. Why don't you, you come up, we'll, we'll get you tickets, and we'll put you up in a hotel. Come, let's meet, and we'll talk about what we can do. And so I'm like, sure, that's great. I'll be up there. Alice and I, so we, we, drove up to, uh, we drove up to Tampa. And we met with them, uh, very cool, about things that are going to happen here in the future. And that looks like it's going to work out. And we were in a roundtable discussion about how churches can help after hurricanes. It was very cool. And there were some good worship sets. And all these things were going on in Tampa. And, and so it was a great trip. At the same time, you know, the enemy, the enemy's very real, right? He's trying to steal life away from you. So he does little pokey things to us all the time. And so little pokey things were happening, just trying to steal away. And, and, uh, and so like one of the things that happened, some of you probably have seen my eye. You may not, if you can't see it from there, good. And, uh, I'm looking, I don't think they can see it on the camera at this distance. Um, but, but, but my eye's a mess. And, and this is called a subconjunctive, subconjunctive hematoma. I know, ew. And it looks way worse than it is. Uh, and it doesn't really hurt much, except when I get home, I play it up so that I can just sit down in the chair and go, Alice, my eye. Um, and it, which is working pretty well, so don't tell her. So anyway, how did, so how did this happen? Well, I have blood vessels that tend to want to pop in that eye, sometimes from a, a sneeze or a cough or whatever, but this is kind of, it's, it's funny. So anyway, we're, we're meeting up in Tampa and we're going to have great worship. Everything is really good. And that we have a break, so we go to the mall. Um, because Alice has lived here for 40 years, and, uh, and, which is funny because she's only 42. And, and um, you're welcome. So, uh, so we go to the mall because she misses the mall, and she has a great time, and she goes off and chops because I, I, the mall, I, I like to people watch, but I'm not, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, and people watching, and she's gone off shopping, and I, I look up, and I see a, um, a chair massage place. And my shoulders have been hurting for the last couple of months, and I, it's just 60. So I'm like, you know, I'll go get a chair massage. That sounds like a wonderful thing. And uh, in my mind, you know, I always think that chair massages already, they ought to feel good. So, and then I forget about every chair massage I've ever had. Um, 
So I go up and I, I wait, can you get, yeah, and so he, this guy, and he starts working, and he starts working me over. And uh, he, English isn't his first language, and he says to me at one point, your body is very tired. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know, that's why I'm here. And uh, so, so seemingly that gives him permission to double down. And he is working me, and it's, it's right on that line where, uh, and I'm like, I'm, is, this, is this helping me, or is this, am I being abused? I'm not sure. Do I, do I stop? Do I, uh, anyway. He, he does. And I come out of there and I'm hurting, but I, I think, oh, that's, I think it's probably a little better. And I connect with Alice and we go and get a coffee. We're sitting down at Starbucks and we have our coffee and, I, and uh, I'm about to take a sip of coffee and I, my eye just felt like it itched. I barely touched this part of my eye. And these blood vessels break. And normally it's a little patchy thing. This time it just, boop, it just went over my whole eye. And Alice, I don't know it's happening, although, you know, it feels like something's in there, but Alice sees it and I'm watching her face and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, your eye. And she shows me a mirror. And it's, it's a, not a good one, you know. And um, so I, she, she says, she said, look, we need to go to urgent care. And I'm like, I have these all the time. Uh, and she goes, no. And, and I said, listen, it's not. A, and anyway, we went to urgent care. And, uh, <laughs> and the doctor, it was funny. So the doctor, she's looking at it. And, and uh, she, she says, I, I know what it is. I've had them, but I mean, not this bad. And then. Um, she, she, she's, she's funny too because she's, she's, she keeps asking me questions and apparently this can happen if you, if you drink a lot and, and uh, so she asked me you know well how much do you drink and I said well, I, and this is just a personal thing I don't drink alright not a, not a judgment just me I don't drink and, uh, and she keeps asking that question because she's convinced this is the issue in different ways she keeps thinking well, well, uh, when was the last time you had a drink I'm like uh, I don't know like 25 years ago it's been a long time uh, I, I can't really, it's been, been a long time. And then it came back up again. So, so you know, well, how often do you drink? I'm like, listen, it's not happening. So uh, she had to figure out, and I just said, uh, just sometimes it happens. And anyway, so there's this, there's this big mess. Now, why in the world have I even brought that into the story? Um, I don't remember now. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> just to tell you that things happen. And then we got back, and, you know, the, the enemy tries to stop, but we got back, had great worship, all these things, and, and things kept going on, because it, it was okay. But, while we're in Tampa, I'm, oh, I'm talking about cameras watching. So we're, other part of the story, sorry. So I've grown up here. I, I moved here when I was 19. started coming when I was 9, moved here full-time when I was 19. And so all I know about driving is really this road, all right? It's two lanes, pretty much. Uh, Tampa is not like that when you drive. <laughs> In fact, in the middle of neighborhoods like we have, there's still six lanes in Tampa. It's shocking, really. I'm never in the right lane. I'm always a little stressed. We're trying to get somewhere in Tampa, and, and um, I'm in the wrong lane, and I think, okay, well, I'll go left here and spin around the block and come back to where we want to go, and I pull into this left lane. And it's got a red light, red arrow. Boom, stopped. And, and so I'm stopped at the red light, and the first car in line, that's good, we're going to make this turn, and, and there's cars coming from every direction, and the lights cycle all the way through one time, and I go, here we go, and I, I didn't get a green light. I don't know how it missed me, but it did. Cars are starting to back up behind me. Nobody's honking, because they can see the red arrow. It cycles again, the light, which takes a few minutes. Still didn't get a light. Cycling again, and I'm thinking, oh, something's not right here, right? And all of a sudden, there's a lady in the median trying to get my attention. Well, this is odd. Because it just seemed odd. So I rolled down the window a little cautiously. And uh, I said, what? You know, how, you know, I didn't say what, what would be rude. So I wasn't rude. Whatever kind of response I gave. And she, she said, you know, um, I was at this light ten minutes ago in my car. 
and it never goes green. And and she said, I, and I'm like, well, okay. And then she starts telling me the her whole story of how she sat there, and the light's still red, and people aren't very friendly behind me, and the light's red. And she said, I sat there, and then she said, so I, I ended up doing a U-turn on the red light finally when I got a break. And then I noticed all these cameras. This is the whole point of this story. And she said, I saw those cameras, and I knew that they just photographed me making a U-turn on a red light, and I didn't want to get a ticket. So I pulled over. She said, very dedicated. I pulled over and called the police. And now I'm waiting here to show them so I don't get a ticket. And, and I'm thinking, man, that's dedication, because I would have just like, well, I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> Who's got the time to go park in that ridiculous traffic and cross the road and get in a median? Nonetheless, she was telling me this story, and I'm like, okay, thank you, because the traffic cleared up a little, and I just pulled off into the right and gunned it out of there, and uh, hopefully I don't get a ticket. But it was a rental car, so who knows? And uh, (laughs) So live like somebody's watching, because they are. That was the whole, I took a long time to point that point, but I wanted to just share my life a little bit. And, and then just live like uh, live lives that please God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what Holy Spirit does. Is He helps us to empowers us to live lives that please God. Paul says in First Thessalonians four and four one, as for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. Do the next right thing. Yield to the Holy Spirit. These are the things that He taught us. Uh, and, and as in fact you are doing, you're doing that now. Now we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this what more and more. Let's just keep pressing in, yielding the Holy Spirit, and, and living these lives that he's helping us live that please him. And we want to do that more and more. That's how we're supposed to be living. And so that's the idea of purity of heart, living lives of integrity. We're pressing in, yielding the Holy Spirit, listening to what he says, and going his way rather than our own. The promise from that is that we get to see God. And what does that mean? What is it to actually see God? How does that work? And, and do we, does, he, does he show up? Do we see him? What, what's going on with that? Well, what we have in Jesus is that, that Jesus, because of what Jesus has done and because of all that Jesus has done for us on the cross and, and defeating death and the resurrection, and what he does is he makes it possible for us to know God. And this is a big deal. And uh, the Word became flesh, and you know this whole story, and made His dwelling among us. He tabernacled among us. We've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And John testified concerning Him, and he said, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because He was before me. Out of His fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Listen to this. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God, as in, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. So the, so the promise is, you know, one day, absolutely, we're going to see him face to face, and that's going to be glorious. But until then, we can know him, and we can see him at work, and that's the idea. And, and as we move into this idea of, of uh, pure hearts, and of living single-minded lives, and of yielding to God and, and, and the Holy Spirit, and walking out. What happens is we, we start to walk in His will for us. And, and when you're doing that, what you'll see is you'll see God at work all the place in your life. You'll just see it happening over and over again. You'll see things happening, nothing by coincidence. Hope you know that. Things that you want to write off as coincidence, that's just God at work. God is very involved in our lives, and he's doing things all the time. And so he's there. Enemies trying to stop that stuff happening. That's why I told you about But God is with us. He's opening doors. He's for us. Amazing things are happening. And we need to be looking for them, because that's how we see God at work in our lives. And 
I hope you're watching him. I'm watching him all the time. And he's doing amazing things. I hope you know that. This has been a crazy year. Alice and I were talking on our trip. A year ago, this, this week, we went to California for a meeting, and they just started talking about COVID in this country. It had just started happening in Seattle, Washington, and we had to go to California. And we, we weren't sure what it was, and we came back, and we had church one weekend, and then things started to spread, and we had church one more weekend in March, and then, then it, we needed to shut it down because we weren't sure what was going to happen next. We didn't know. It was all new to us, right? And so... You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're looking for God and you're walking with Him and you're trying, what happens is, sometimes it's not exactly what you know that happens, but, but you trust Him and then he has to, He'll have you pivot a little bit. You just kind of, you change directions. And so we, we had to close for a little bit here. Uh, and, but we didn't just go away. We were still online. And then we just, we full on went into outreach mode. And we were doing here um, two outreaches a week out in the parking lot and we were giving stuff away. Just we were given food away and we were given goods away. And you know the funny we were given toilet paper away. For a couple of months we kept this community in toilet paper. Hallelujah. And people think that's funny, but nobody could buy toilet paper, but God kept showing me where toilet paper was and I was buying it in bulk. I filled up these rooms with toilet paper and we did and we always had enough. We just kept giving it away. And I we'd keep giving it away. And we did this and did and this was and, and you know and then we sort of figured out how to do online even a little better and then we were able to open the doors back up, you know, the beginning of May last year and praise God for that. We were just at a conference where there's pastors who still haven't got their doors open. It's a year in. And so bless God we opened up and obviously there wasn't a many people but but we were we were back at it but in that process then sort of listening and getting ready to pivot listen the church is not over the church isn't done the church is in good hands the church is is uh, is i i believe all over it's about to explode because god is about to do things that we couldn't even imagine because once again the devil has overplayed his hand that's what he does he does that over and over again and he's overplayed this thing and what's going to happen is god is just getting us ready to experience a time, I believe, where you're going to see things that you have never seen before. You're going to see people desiring to come to know Jesus in ways you haven't. And I'm talking in your families and with your friends and in your co-workers, even people that have mocked you and ridiculed you. They're going to want to know Jesus. And because they've just gone through a year of fear and anxiety and listening to all this mess and they don't know what's going to happen. And they're going to want to know truth. It's going to happen. And so God started speaking to us a while ago. And I just... Get ready. This is what he kept saying to me. Get ready. I like that. Get ready. Because you're going to see some stuff. And so, I, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but what, that's what we're doing in here. We're getting ready. If You might have noticed some changes here in the sanctuary. Every week when you come, it looks a little different, right? We're getting ready. Because people are going to come that have never been here before. And when they walk in the door, I want them to go, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. It just looked like a little warehouse from outside. And I want them to go, <gasps> because when they go, and we tell them how much Jesus loves them, sometimes they listen. And so we're getting ready. We're, we're doing what we can. We're going we're gonna to get this ready because I felt like the Lord told us to. So we're, we're making a difference here in his house. We're, we're, we're getting ready. And then online, what, so we started doing things because he said get ready. So we put in new apps and new websites. We worked really hard on those things, our presentation, our, the way we produce things so that people that are watching online are getting a really good quality and we're, we want them to know that they're a part of us because it's going to be a whole nother thing that, that we want to make sure we're doing. We're getting ready for that. 
outreach stuff. You know, we've always been big at outreach. That's what we do. We go around, we have an ice cream truck. Most of you know that, right? We're always going out giving free ice cream. God told me to get ready. We just put a deposit on, I like to call it, the ice cream truck on steroids. It's, a, it's being built out for us. It's an 18-foot beauty. It's going to have a full kitchen in it. And we can use it to go all over and to bless people in so many ways. And it'll represent the vineyard in amazing ways. And it's all brand new, shiny new for us. And we'll be able to pull into events all over this community, into neighborhoods, and bless them with whatever the Lord puts on our heart to bless them with. And it'll always be free. And we're going to do it just because people need to know that God loves them. And we're going to go from place to place. And we're, we can hardly, I can hardly wait. Because we're getting ready. And then we've been getting ready. See, if you, if you go back and think now to, oh, like uh, 35, 40 weeks ago, I jumped into a series that I felt like the Lord wanted about a foundation. And I, we talked about the story. And we spent a long time talking about the story from beginning to end. Why? Listen, God wants you to know the, the main story, his story, because all these other little stories try and pop into your world. And, and they, they can deceive you, and you can get off track. Don't ever forget that he's invited you to his story. His story is continuing. God knows everything that's going on. He's going to use what's happening. We have this glorious future coming. He's with us in the present, in the now. He's changing things. He empowers us by the Holy Spirit. And we can trust in him. You don't need to be taken aback by every little wind and whisper that comes around culturally. God is God, and you know his story, and you know his, your place in it. And so we, we spent a lot of time talking about that. And then we did a series called Keeping in Step with the Spirit. Why? Because that's how you stay Walking, you you just listening for Holy Spirit, and you're yielding to Him, and you're and remember throughout that series, what I kept asking you to do, I, I was pleading with you, read your Bibles. Do you remember? Read your Bibles. I stopped because I think you were probably getting tired of it, but that message hasn't changed. Just because I quit saying it every week, I'll, I'll do it now. Read your Bibles. <laughs> read it, read it, read it, read it. You have to read it. Why? You're getting ready. <laughs> People are going to start asking you questions. And you need to be ready. And then this whole series, we're reflecting the image of God. That's what we're doing. So that people, they're looking, they're looking, they're going to be looking for God. And they need to go, but you, something's happening. Talk to me about it. And that's what we're doing. So we're getting ready. So that's this idea. We're getting pure in heart. We're getting single-minded, yielding the Holy Spirit. And we're getting ready. Get ready, folks. Some of you have been walking with God for a long time. You're going to see stuff you haven't seen yet. It's going to be really cool. This is an adventure. This is an exciting thing. Let's watch and see what happens in the kingdom here in the coming months. Because I think you're going to go, wow. And that's what he's getting us ready for. A big wow. Right? Okay, I'm going to finish with that. Good stuff. Alice, my love, why don't you come? Next week we're talking about being peacemakers. And uh, that's that's another big part of this whole process. But let's just pray. And we'll uh, let you go for lunch. Papa, you are amazing. And we are so glad to be your kids. And I pray you would just stir us up again with that, with a sense of awe in who you are. And that we're your church and we're your kids. And God, get us ready for what's coming. And, and, And Lord, that that it's going to be amazing, that we're going to see things we've never seen. We're going to see you move in ways that we've only ever dreamed of. And God, we're so thankful to be a part of that. And so Lord, just get us ready. Stir our hearts. Let us be 
single-mindedness as we reach and, and move to you, Lord, to walk your way, to let your will be done in us. And so I pray, God, you would empower us to continue to press in and to seek you more and to know you more and to love you more and to always get ready for you. Go ahead. Amen. The word the Lord was speaking to me when we were in Tampa, it was a really good one. It's Galatians 6, 9. And it's, it's let's not grow weary in doing good, but persevere because in the right time we'll reap a harvest. Do not weary in doing good. And I shared this part with my daughter this week. It's like he's saying, you're in the last half hour. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Hang on. That's such a good word. And Miss Alicia had one last night when Kimberly was singing about you have set me free. She had a word that the the Lord had was mule kicking in the prison door and I, and I didn't know what that was till she demonstrated it and it's when you back up to the door and you boom kick the door in but the person on the inside is scared. You're a little scared to come out and the scripture she had for that is um Psalm 42, 7. And I'll share that in a second. But what the Lord wants you to do, how he wants you to come out of that prison door that's been broken is do, 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 do. You set me free. I'm not a singer. <laughs> but come Let's do it again. Out. Do, 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 do. That's how you come you out. You have set, set me free. Woo. Open that prison door. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hijacked that a little bit. And the, the psalm is Psalm 42.7. And this, it starts with this, set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Amen. That's why he wants you to come out. And this one is so cool. This is Kimberly. And this is how the Lord speaks to us and how he speaks to you. He's going to speak to you and your, how you relate and how God made you. And this is what he showed Kimberly. She's an artist. She works in textiles. She can paint things. I was at a baby shower once where we had to make a clay baby. Hers was, I, I can't even describe how good hers was. Anyway, that, that's nothing. She's just artistic. Sorry. Um, and so this is what the Lord showed her. He showed her an abstract painting. But it was ugly. It wasn't pretty. It didn't make any sense. It was gross. And the Lord went up to it and went, do, 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 do. And it was beautiful. He just made it beautiful. And that's what God does with our lives. With our messy, abstract lives, he comes up and goes, do, do, do. And it's beautiful. So that's it. Thank you. Does he go, do, 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 or does he go, do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure we're embarrassing our daughter, but I'm not. Ah. Uh, Nah, she's got five kids. We embarrassed the grandkids earlier. <laughs> Over there dancing, my grand, some of them are looking at like this. Oh, please make them stop. Why are they so old? <laughs> all of this journey starts by knowing Jesus. Listen, it's, it's what this is all about. Coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's how you get in the story. That's where life starts to happen. If you've never done that, it's just... Ask Jesus, Lord Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Do that. Mean it in your heart. That's where things start. You can do that in here. You can do it online. If you do it, text that word to me, heart, H-E-A-R-T, 305-745-7513. Or just go to anewbeliever.com. And the little form is there, and there's some helpful instructions I put there on that page to help you in your journey. I want to know. Church, thank you for your amazing generosity. I, I just thank you. I, I'm, we are so blessed that we can just come up here and say thank you. And... Uh, your amazing generosity allows us to get ready.
And so we're getting ready. You can, uh, if you're watching online, there's ways to give. Or you can give digitally here. Or there's some offering boxes here if you want on the way out. That's up to you. Let's sing doxology and we will get you out the door. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Be kind to one another. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Please go out these doors. They'll be open for you. Give yourselves plenty of room. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. And thank you, everybody watching online. God bless you. Um, Integrity, that's a big deal. Talking about being peacemakers next week, and so really looking forward to digging into that with you. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Let your insides match your outsides. God bless you all. God bless you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.